Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Well, last Sunday we concluded Luke chapter 11 where we saw a, a growing contention between Jesus and the religious elite of Judaism. And our time in Luke 11 concluded with Jesus making a pronouncement of six woes that were divided between the Pharisees and the experts of religious law. And now, as we enter into chapter 12, we discover that the admonitions just keep on coming because between now and Jesus getting to Jerusalem and confronting the cross, the contention is just going to get more pronounced and more consistent as we move along that track. And so we continue to see those admonitions coming. Now the time frame of the text that we're looking at today, uh, Luke 12, 1 through 12, is likely not on the same day as what we saw in chapter 11. Probably not even the same week, but it's not far from it. As we read Luke 12, 1 through 12, I want you to take note of the warning that Jesus gave to his disciples concerning the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. I also want you to take note of the, of the way in which he describes how we are to respond in our relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So with those thoughts in your mind, let's go right to the passage. Luke chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. Beginning with verse 1, we find this. In the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And whatever you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Uh, that's frightening, isn't it? I know it is for me. Verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who can kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him, that is, God the Father, who after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, after saying that, he says something a little different than he just said a moment ago. He says, fear not. He was telling us to fear God a moment ago, but now he says, fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. Verse 8, and I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me, that is God the Son, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. 
But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you should or what you ought to say. Now in this passage, I find four life lessons that disciples of Jesus need to take note of. And as I present those life lessons this morning, I'm going to do so under these four points. First, we will look at the leaven of the Pharisees, verses 1 through 3. We will also look at fear or confidence in God, which should we have, verses 4 through 7. We'll look at not being ashamed of our relationship with Christ, verses 8 and 9. And finally, blasphemy or reliance on the Holy Spirit, verses 10 through 12. As we come to verses 1 through 3, we find life lesson number 1. And this first lesson revolves around the issue of hypocrisy, which Jesus identified as the leaven of the Pharisees. Now let's take a moment to define uh, hypocrisy, at least in general terms. Uh, When I looked at this, I discovered that its origin was not religious, but actually secular. And it referred to an actor who would play a role on the stage. Now an actor who hones their craft uh, uh, are able usually to convince their audience that they and the character they are playing are one and the same. But of course, that's just good acting. Accomplished actors will tell you that, that for the most part, they, they are nothing like the characters they actually play. But, but as for an actor, you want people to, to believe that the character you're playing uh, is, is who you really are. But, you know, in other areas of life, this really isn't such a good idea, is it? For example, we don't want our physicians to merely act competent, do we? No, no. No, we demand that they actually be competent. We, we don't want our military personnel to merely act patriotic. No, we demand real patriotism. And we don't want our spouses just to act like they love us. No, we want our life partners to really love us. And in like manner, when it comes to spiritual leaders, God doesn't want them to act godly, but to be godly. Anything less is hypocrisy. Now now with a, a grip here on what hypocrisy is, I want us to look back to the Pharisees again, whom Jesus accused of being hypocrites. But let's note that Jesus addresses more than just hypocrisy here. He referred to their hypocrisy as a certain kind. He he called it the leaven of the Pharisees. And so we're left to ask the question, how does leaven and hypocrisy actually go together? Well, used as a synonym for yeast, leaven, when it is put into bread dough, is what causes it to rise. It causes it to get bigger, if you will. And that's the nature of hypocrisy. This brings us to truth point number one today, which tells us that once introduced to a life, 
Hypocrisy never stays localized. It spreads throughout an individual's character, and, it, and uh, as it does, it will eventually spread to those who associate with that individual. In other words, hypocrisy, just like leaven, is infectious to that which it invades. And this is why Jesus warns his disciples to stay away from those who practice hypocrisy. To associate with the Pharisees as they whisper their thoughts and opinions in hidden places. In dark places where their their lies and their misinformation does not have to endure the, the, the light of truth. When you associate with that kind of situation, it it opens you up to the poison that hypocrisy spreads. And this is why Jesus is warning them about this. And so Jesus goes on not only to warn his, his disciples, but he warns all others who were standing around listening and all who would read this account in the Gospel of Luke. He warns them that all that is covered will eventually be revealed. He warns them that all that is hidden will be known. He warns them that all that is said in the dark will come to light. And finally, that all that is whispered in private rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Pointing his followers in the way that they should go, Jesus gives them a tangible example of what not to do why it is dangerous to do it, and how it never pays off in the end when we follow the path of hypocrisy. We come to verses 4 through 7 and life lesson number 2. And we find that life lesson number 2 revolves around the issue of fear and confidence. Fear and confidence. Now fear is something that we strive to get rid of. None of us like fear. None of us want to feel afraid or to feel uneasy about things. And confidence, on the other hand, is something that we strive to obtain. Fear is seemingly always around and in great supply. Confidence seems to be something we have to find and is in short supply. One we're wanting to get rid of, one we're wanting to obtain. And as Jesus talks about these issues, he he strips the issue down to that of death at the hands of another. And who isn't fearful of that? Who isn't fearful that someone might attack you and take your life? Jesus tells his friends that physical death from any cause, even at the hands of another, something that strikes terror in us, isn't what we should fear in the ultimate sense. No, what needs to strike terror in our heart, Jesus says, is dealing with the one who has power to take our physical and spiritual life. Of course, uh, the, the one Jesus refers to here is God the Father. Now, Now, people, they can take your physical life, but that's all they can do once they've done that. They've gone as far as they can go. But Jesus reminds us that God can not only take our physical life, but he can also condemn us to spiritual death, which is eternity in hell. And if there is to be any fear of death, Jesus says this is where it should be. The fear 
of what God can do to us if we're in the wrong position with him. But I want you to take notice that that Jesus doesn't just talk about the fear of death as our only option to consider. No, in this same topic, he gives us reason to have hope. On the heels of God's ability to bring eternal death, Jesus informs us of God's compassion and his care for our lives. He does that by bringing up the issue of the sparrows. In verse 6, he says, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? (laughs) And obviously, back in that day, they were. Yet Jesus reminds his audience that living creatures like these sparrows that have so little worth, they're noticed by God. He goes on to say that the individual hairs on your head, God takes accounting of. And and in that light, Jesus gives fuel for confidence, assuring us that we are of much greater value than sparrows. Which brings me to truth point number two today. And that tells us that mankind has reason to fear God. Why? Because he has the power and the right to condemn us to eternal death. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.